to all of those who loved him, all of us who still look for the black number three in the field, if you look real hard, they say you can still see him there. If you listen with us to the following song, well, perhaps you just might feel him here with us tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, here to remember Dale Earnhardt. TC and Jake. never forget that crucial primary mission remembering Dale Earnhardt. Jake, how's it going? I'm back in the closet. Uh, very tiny. Um, I want to say like probably, well, it's only about four feet deep, but it's about ten feet long, but that doesn't really help me um, because the four feet deep it's part so means... fit your dick. Yeah. Big old, what was that guy's name? Mickey Avalon? Dick, yeah. sure. Well, he at least had my dick. Was the name of that song? If you remember that yeah. peak peak moment in American culture. But yeah, it's not. It's this is just what everyone dreams of, man. Is to get to to do dick. a show from a, from a tiny little closet and somehow sweat my nuts off. Um, but whatever, man. We're back in the game. In a larger room. It's uh, soundproof. So, you know, they always say like, so I'm, I'm, I don't even want to get into it, but I'm at Megan's parents' house and they've got a room they call the, uh, the music room. And, uh, they're like, always like it's soundproof. And it's got glass French doors. And I think you'd have a hard time finding an engineer who'd be like, yeah, soundproof with French glass doors. Uh, you don't, you don't see uh, electric lady land set up with, uh, glass doors. Yeah, but all that really matters is can that room nail that Hot Pocket jingle, baby? (laughs) That is the big question. And if it can, then the money prints itself. French doors aside, that's really all that matters. Yeah. Um, Speaking of your in-laws, because you married into... uh, Are people... Is Latinx a real thing? I don't know. You know... It all just it, it's tired. It sounds like a um, a racing league made up entirely of Latinos. That, or I guess yeah. like a space exploration effort, just done by Latinos. Yeah, yeah. If that was the name of the uh, South American Space Agency, I would say that that's a, a pretty dope name. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't really even know what it means. I just thought it was. It's a uh, type of punk music. <laughs> and also um maybe that type of punk music would be better uh uh you know if you phonetically if you called it LA Tinks. Mm. <laughs> Cuz that know. actually sounds like some shit that might have played the Roxy or something but um yeah I don't I don't really know what it means I just know that somewhere along the line we all taught our our moms to stop calling people from Mexico Spanish. <laughs> or Spaniards. Uh, your and coach wouldn't abide by that, though, right? No, he would not. And if Wade would have joined us on Saturday, he would have been able to tell us the story. He could have told you that story, but he opted to send me the text the next morning that said, "Sorry, got too drunk." And I'm like, "Yeah, it hadn't stopped us <laughs> or yeah, me." It's, it's kind of the <laughs> me and Sage Boy. Kind of the mood. But uh, 
Yeah, yeah, that's a funny story. Maybe we'll just save it. But um, I just remember thinking, like, hey, mom, just say Latino or Latina. Yeah. You can kind of cover, like, a pretty wide swath here. But my question is... You this used came up your of... one change. You're not going to be able to get to Latinx. <laughs> oh, okay, to that. I thought you meant, like, you were making a joke about my family having other slurs they've already... <laughs> oh, yeah, no. <laughs> so I... <laughs> yeah. Just every time you ask, huh? <laughs> well, that's the one. Use yep. your one. Hope you're happy. I wouldn't use it on that, but you're fucking you. <laughs> so I think today, as came up on Why Today Doesn't Suck, is the uh, either birth or death day of the man who created the Crunchy Taco. Oh, congratulations to him. I'm not a huge fan. Me neither. You know, I n- really never was. Um, like, you might get in in the... Uh, like, did you ever, you and a buddy or you and a couple buddies ever try to take down a whole, uh, like, whatever that party pack from the Bell was called? Grande pack? I don't know. I mean, like, we brought party packs to parties. Then okay. there's no more at the end. Sure, yeah. But I remember that used to be, like, almost like our early food challenge. Is like, dude, three of us will stay the night at Drew's. We'll take down a whole Grande pack. And for some reason, I feel like they shoehorned crunchies into that. Yeah, that was the only way they could move them out the door, dude. Yeah. So, my question is, being that you are Latinx adjacent, yes. do you have to pretend to not like flour tortillas? No. No, Megan's... Really, I, I'd i say that I am more, like, cut the gringo shit and just get the fucking corn than uh, than she is. I mean, I know that if you get a street taco... Or most types of tacos in Mexico, you're going to be dealing with corn only. But she'll go back there and ask him, like, can you just put it on flour? And I'm like, don't do that. But see, I was going to say there are plenty of places that I would consider <laughs> that I would consider, you know, it may, maybe the fact that they're in America um, discounts this. But like uh, when Revolver was when well, they still had a Fort Worth spot and that's about as traditional as it gets. They would serve some of their famous, uh, you know, more Mexican type tacos on flour, and they would definitely do it for breakfast. Like, are you telling me there are people that 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 eat a breakfast taco with corn and actually convince themselves this is better than with flour? Yeah, that can't I, don't, be. I don't know. Maybe that might be a preference thing. Maybe for steak, for chicken, for the lengua, but you're not. Come on, man. We don't all. I get it. Everybody wants to try to pretend to be as diverse as they can uh, and be a, a Latinx astronaut, but a breakfast taco is way better with flour. Way better. I would. I would agree by and large. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the biggest thing with corn is uh, you can only make it so large before it crumbles, so you're just able to get a lot more food into the other one. And I mean, I guess you could just solve that by eating two corn tortillas, but I don't know. Seems yeah, like and I'll tell you something else. I'm not a huge fan of having to double up uh, the corn. You know, like when you get a street taco and it's got two corn tortillas, I'm like, that's yeah. Maybe we shouldn't. Maybe we should just use the one that's already this thick. Take uh, take something that's you know super convenient. 
uh, the taco. I, I want to be able. If I order a taco, I want to be able to hold the whole meal in my hand. I feel like that's a reasonable request. Definitely. So uh, I didn't want to let. Go ahead, uh, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I I was yeah. We're we're uh, we're on a bit of a delay, and my next note was incredibly uninteresting. So I would like to turn this over to you now. Well, I just didn't want to let us get too far away from Saturday without giving you the proper recognition. Congratulations on your shoes. Oh, thank you. They're thank very you. nice I- shoes. I uh, I, cer- I certainly would like a pair, and uh, 11 might be a little too big for me, but I don't know. Uh, if you get drunk enough, I'll, I'll, I'll fuck around and find out. Uh, like, see if you can buy them off me? Nah, just like while you're looking the other way. Just test my speed. Oh, like, I'm like, how are you going to steal from me on a live stream? <laughs> I don't know. Like, so in this scenario, you're going to be able to get my shoes off my feet. And let's not... You let's won't even know I'm there, dude. I'll fucking sneak into your backyard. Let's not at all discount how slow your motor skills are tracking with mine. And on Saturday, you might even have beat me to the finish line, bud. So I don't know that typically whenever I'm in a, a beleaguered state, you're over here just running a 10-second hundred on me. Find out. Won't you? Your days of being able to steal from me are probably over. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but, but I can certainly prove a, it wrong. You had a window. <laughs> uh, now, how, how did you get them? That was that was a big uh, seemed to be a big topic of conversation. I don't know that I ever got a clear answer. Uh, it was, it, it was it interesting. Was, I did not say it on the air that I whiffed on them. I I swear to you, dude. I was not thinking at all. Maybe someone will give me a will offer me to buy a pair. Mm-hmm. I was I was not thinking that. Uh, I just wanted some content. I know a lot of people were talking about the shoes. I wanted to kind of tell Dan about how uh, new releases work and that a, a lot of times you get just bludgeoned by the resellers and no matter how quick you are on the draw, just like with concert tickets over the years, you might still whiff. Yeah. And so I was telling him that in uh, a P1, the guy who runs the, he runs an account uh, the at is just Luca Donkicks, oh. and he tracks uh, every shoe that Luca wears, like okay. by game, and yeah. then like puts it to production. And whenever and he does the halftime switch, yeah, bit, that guy's he knows there. that. Yeah, his name is Blake. He's a big P one of the podcast. I think he might have gr- grown up a- around your brother. I don't know about with, but definitely Boswick. Uh, yeah. Oh no, shit. You got yeah, those shoes from if, Blake Boswick? What the fuck, I know, Blake? I don't know if he wanted his last name out there or not. Don't give so them to him to him. This is terrible. Well, I don't think it's probably that that big not, a, It's not like he's fucking running drugs. He just pays attention to Lucas' shoes. He's a nice guy. We're saying nice stuff about him. Well, I mean, I think the first thing you said about him is what the fuck. <laughs> yeah, because he made a bad decision. But good kids screw up all the time. That probably just means that he's paying you back for being a shitty older brother in the neighborhood type oh, guy. Oh, no, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, no, I I didn't have a deep well of respect for my brother and his friends. That's true. Uh, but I would say that, that Blake was, uh, I don't know. Daniel was actually really cool whenever he was like, he's, I'd say he probably peaked around 13. So I was about to say that Blake's a lot cooler than Daniel, but I would just say they were both really cool kids. But then a a steep decline after eighth grade. Daniel lost it. I don't know what Blake's doing. You know, I I saw him at the uh, Poor Richard's Cafe 
probably about four years ago. That was the last interaction with me and Blake. Side well, we met up stuff. in the parking lot of the star. Um, cause it was the, like Saturday was the first day after they came in, I could go to Frisco and I Venmo'd him the money and I said, let's do this. If you've got them 11s are, that's kind of the thing about new releases is I, this happens to me a lot, you know, I mean, by a lot, I mean, it's probably happened five times. The sizes you're talking about. Yeah. You can't get, yeah, it's not a great size. size. Yeah, to be to be looking for something that a lot of people want, and I suspect also that it's a heavy reseller size. Yeah, um, and they were on one of the drop sites like that afternoon, and even I checked before I I sent Blake the money just to see, okay, was well, this really even worth it? And they were still like two hundred and thirty five bucks, <laughs> and he charged I was one twenty five, you know, yeah. for the the from Nike or from Foot Locker, so. I was like, yeah, it's worth it. Let's do this. I'll take a little drive to the star. And then we kind of, uh, do we do an elbow? Do we do a, a doff of the non hat? Do we bow? I don't know. Hold the hands <laughs> do you bow. laugh, man. I could see us being a bowing culture in 10 years. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I think we'll do something. I, I'm not sure that it's that. What's uh, the range of alternatives? I mean, make up our own shit. I would just expose the tip of your penis. Yeah, and then hope they have a sheath. Yeah, it just as a hello. Because it was funny, dude. Like Chris Harrison table. was on the hard line yesterday, and they—I was on there, but I was really only on for like two minutes. But like, he had clearly been kind of grappling with the idea of like, uh, so what's this show going to be like going forward? Like, are people going to be okay in the next couple Is years with being coronavirus? Like, uh, do people want to make out with people that they met, like, that day? <laughs> uh, Someone on The Bachelor, yeah, probably. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, they could obviously do some pretty extensive testing and making sure people are... And, and probably we're, we're more talking about pre-vax, right? Yes, that's a pretty temporary problem. But I guess a two years seasons. isn't temporary. Yeah, maybe three seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he know. told me the most crushing news I've heard worrying about it. is that uh, they've had to completely back of back of back burner Bachelor Seniors, which I was very excited about <laughs> jumping back in the game with you when I saw that promo. Yeah, that is that is too bad. That, that would be something that we've uh, staked out claim to many years before we even knew that it existed. Seriously, you might be able to find us putting that idea forward. <laughs> yeah. And then I see if you're in the Phoenix area and 65 and older and looking for love. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. Phoenix. Yeah. You got to start somewhere. The hotbed. Yeah. Um, I missed. I have not heard your last dance podcast yet. Well, that's understandable because you probably haven't had three free hours since it came out. Oh, okay. Y'all put it out today. Uh, it was this morning, or you know, whatever. It was like two a.m. Dude, the combo of like, are you with me on how disrespectful it is whenever he says Scott Burrell in full? <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah, it, it's so like I, don't I mean, it's remember. not as disrespectful as constantly calling him a hoe, but yeah. you know, where's that mouth at now, hoe? Yeah. Shoot a goddamn free throw, ho, Scott Burrell. 
<laughs> certain syllables combinations sound way more disrespectful when used in full. Yeah. Like, because to me, you're merely a formality. Yeah, yeah. Like that, <laughs> that's the way I'm that it's just a teacher reading the name off the fucking attendance sheet. Right. It could only be worse, yeah, if you called him Burrell, comma, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I would not bet did not ever happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Seems like he might have. I do fucking love his insult style in general. Like, he's, I don't know, like his burns are like, like kind of dumb, but like not dumb. I don't know. It, it hits a sweet spot for me. In what sense? Like, especially the stuff of uh, making fun of uh, crumbs, Jerry Krause. But um, also, you know, the, the I guess with the Scott Burrell, most of those in practice were whatever. I, I loved that he the scene like God they start it where he's just doing the. And then they go to Scott Burrell like now, and he's making the same noise because he still remembers Michael just constantly <laughs> every time he scored. <laughs> and like he does it for like the ne- the rest of the next possession. <laughs> like yeah. he, it's not a little bit. Um, but uh, but he's like the way that he like just picks out uh, one, possibly two, but probably more like one thing, and then just hammers it over and over over the course of a decade with like just like like it's i would not say it's uncreative it's it's creative but it's like like he's aiming to be exactly over the bar of what you would call creative like to be like uh you know oh you want a cigar you don't want to do that it'll stunt your growth <laughs> uh just the constant okay, short I know jokes what you mean, then. Yeah, yeah like uh i don't know it's it's great it's, i it's I, not, I find it enchanting it's not just like a a, a name call or a slur and it's not something you have to unpack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's right there. Like, it's uncreative in the sense that the only thing he has on Kraus is that he's short, but, like, he never repeats the same thing, you know? Like, he's, he, he, he gives you a little twist every time. Um, did you know that George Carl and George Carlin were born on the same day, or at least, like, have the same <laughs> birthday? Uh, no. Well, today's that day. <laughs> Congratulations to both of them. That one used to trip me up, bro. I'm not George gonna lie. Carlin, George Carlin. Yeah, that might have been on the like. I mean, like when I was like 13 or 14. Yeah. Like, did you not have to kind of teach yourself the difference, like some way to remember Jack Nicholson and Jack Nicholas when you were like 12, 13 years old? Uh, I mean, I just didn't worry about Jack Nicholas. But you knew that that was a person, and you probably at when some I was point, twelve, I don't think I did. Really? Yeah. I knew Greg and, Norman because my dad had a shark hat, a straw oh. hat with a shark band on it. Who's didn't, baby? <laughs> you, you know, my dad was leaning into that fucking Norman line. <laughs> Hats, shirts. You open up the closet. Are we in a goddamn Greg Norman store here, Tom? What's going Dude. on? Seriously, he was really into the shark, and ha- he had like the vest. Like that yeah. was he. His golf gear was shark gear, you yeah. know. And I, it, I would even venture to guess that my dad was less of a fan of Greg Norman and more a fan of a shark logo. 
I think that was it. I, I cannot recall like walking in and watching my dad watching like uh, Greg Norman highlights or something, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, but, but, I, but I also never saw him without a shark somewhere <laughs> from the years of 1992 to, you know, 98 or whatever. Man, I was telling Kristen this story the other day because um, somebody in our neighborhood has like an old, like completely restored original VW Beetle. Mm-hmm. And uh, when my, because like, so this is a, a a positive story about my dad that also paints him in a very bad light, uh-huh. which is when he moved to Houston, uh, I guess to the Woodlands. I think I was a junior and Joe a eighth grader. I want to say, okay. But even whenever I played, I guess maybe it was sophomore and seventh grade, or I can't remember. But even if one of us had like a weeknight game. Like if my brother had a game on Thursday or I had a game, like he would drive for every game. <laughs> I do recall this. Yes. He would drive for every single game, dude. Uh-huh. Like, and it would be, you know, an eight hour round trip or he would, he would drive halfway back after the game when it's done at like nine 30 and do the other two hours at like four 30. So he could be at work on Friday. And then he would do it again sometimes the next day. And he became third car guy. Mm-hmm. And he, the third car was 100% about efficiency. Had to choose something sensible. Low price, so, good gas mileage. Yeah, he would either have, like, my, my stepmom worked at a and bunch of different... If it's stylish, it's a bonus. She would have either, like, a Lexus or a BMW from the dealership she worked at. Not, like, owned, but, you know, she did pretty well for herself, too. And then he would have, like, a truck, usually. But then his Maybe other car would just be the lamest shit you could possibly imagine, man. And when he would come up for a whole weekend and we would stay at like my grandpa's house or something, that's what he would have. And this might even have started before he moved because he always had like super long commutes, you know, like West Fort Worth to Mesquite or whatever. And he would have a third car that he would drive for work. And I, I still remember the day, this is like the fourth third car he had because he would, you know, they put a shit ton of miles on him and get rid of him. And it was a purple of the new VW Beetle. I fucking love it. And we were like, what the What do you think, fuck? boys? Yeah, just, yeah. I was probably like, you know, 13. Joe was like 10. We were like, no way, dude. No way we're getting we're in walking. that. We're not cramming in the back seat. We were like, it's purple. And he, it's midnight blue. Midnight like, It depends on how the sun is hitting it. If it looks purple or midnight blue, but mostly it's blue. And we were just like, we would call my dad the words you're not allowed to use anymore all the time <laughs> to his face. And he'd be like, 65 to the gallon, 65 to the gallon. Was it really 65? Like, I don't care. No way it was 65. Dude, it was something insane. <laughs> I remember like, you know, obviously. Like uh, my hybrid's new, not 65. Uh, gas mileage. This is a. Titillating conversation to be had. Yeah, I definitely remember remembering this way wrong. Uh, no, this wrong. says it's more like thirty to forty, which is very good. But I, I just remember like his whole bit of like, you know, he because what he was trying to do was like tell us how little he cared that we were ragging on him while constantly defending himself <laughs> against, <laughs> against us just absolutely torching him. And we're like, oh yeah, you're a real tough guy. You know, because he would kind of like lean. It was almost like he was doing the Will Ferrell Dodge Stratus thing. Mm-hmm, where he's mm-hmm. like, I manage 150 people. And we're like, none of them drive a purple beetle. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, dunking. 
See, he's basically he's the one guy I've ever been able to do that to, to reference back to Saturday. <laughs> yeah, he's always yeah. been in your burn circle. Yeah, pretty no, much. The, like, the phenomenon you're talking about is because uh, on Saturday you were you were just uh, objecting to uh, you being in the burn circle. The, me and whenever you and me and Machine are hanging out, it's not a burn circle rotation. That's how a lot of friendships sustain themselves. It's just me and him as standing outside of the circle, just throwing logs at you. And, uh, and I want to be clear, too, that I, I directed my anger at you and Machine, but this actually takes place in pretty much any circle I'm in. Well, <laughs> you know, then, so, then that's on you. Well, you know. I, I, I have re- since realized that it might just be me who is destined to be Sean Bradley with Tracy McGrady's nuts on my face uh, for the rest of my life. I mean, you know, uh, get to the gym. Yeah. I guess okay. that's what I would say. Uh, now, cause you know, like, uh, like, like when, like me and Justin and, uh, his friend Mike will, uh, take trips together every once in a while. And, um, then it's, you know, like, like we're all just hyper aware. And if you talk to Justin, he'll tell you that, like, uh, I spend most of the time in the circle. In my opinion, I don't even know why I'm fucking reporting that. Uh, I guess just cause I'm a, a good guy who's fair because it's total bullshit. He's in the circle like the whole time, whenever you can climb out of it for two seconds. Then he's like, DC lives in the circle. DC lives in the circle. It's bullshit. But that's that's a normal dynamic, uh, you know, of like uh, having a rotation of the circle. Mike ends up in the circle every once in a while. Don't worry. He's a fucking Buttigieg voter. You're not going to live outside the circle, circle in that circumstance. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. Which you know, is the you, only you, way we ever put KJ in the circle is because he's a Klobo robo. Yeah. And, but before that, you know, even he was out there just fucking taking turns in the layup line. And I'm, hey, Scott Burrell. I'm basically Scott Burrell is what I'm saying. <laughs> well, you don't need to be, you know, just, just fucking, if, if you could just like, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's like you're, you're, you're trying to get above water and the only way you're going to be able to do this, bud, is grabbing someone else's shoulders and fucking dunking them down so you can get one above them. Just and get just out there and get I, aggressive. I don't think I have it in me, man. I just well, don't think I do. Well, I get just ready wanna... for a life in the circle. <laughs> If you think we're just gonna like start being nice, like no, well, fuck I, I, that. yeah, yeah, it's in and it's weird because I think the ticket plays a part in this. Where if you're kind of friends with everyone, then everyone feels pretty united. Oh, yeah, I know what I have in common with you. I have no problem fucking shitting on this guy. <laughs> I don't even know if I know you that well, but uh, dude, that's that's I, what it like. Certainly, what it started with is me and machine. Now we host the basketball podcast together, best friends, but you know. Doesn't uh, seem to have limited the the roasting, but Well the pattern's established, you know. Uh, yeah, it's probably true. Yeah. It's 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 etched now. Yeah. I, I it would feel weird for everyone. It'd feel weird for you if you you wouldn't like it if you if you stopped getting roasted oh. for a little bit. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a favor we're doing. Okay. We're, we're making some. We're, we're giving you some normalcy in these turbulent times. Yeah, they like it. They actually like it. That's boy. If that's not the most CIA shit I've ever heard. <laughs> Did you hear that they made that Scorpion song? No, tell me. I haven't listened to the podcast. I just saw that someone made a podcast, like a multi-part podcast, about how the uh, Scorpion song "Wind of Change" was a CIA op. Hmm. I mean, it was played at like every single gathering of Eastern European liberation in, from, you know, I think it came out in 1990. So, 
you know. I wish I would have had time to read this article because it looks really interesting. Well, we can talk about it. You can read it, and we can. Uh, I can listen well, to the podcast, and we can dive into this next week. I mean, I guess it's not that different from like Radio America, right? Uh, like, yeah. Isn't that kind of like what that purpose of that was? Was even though, like, I don't know. In my mind, a lot of that was just talk radio, but maybe not. Maybe you know, you're trying to you know sell the culture in a way, but that's less like um, explicit lyrics about. Well, I don't know, winds of change. And more like, just isn't our shit awesome? Wouldn't you like to have some of this awesome shit? Maybe you should overthrow your government. <laughs> Spoiler, yeah. they very rarely get the awesome shit. <laughs> well, what about that picture of uh, Russians holding Adidas shoes? Yeah, and I guess I did. I guess we are discounting the fact that they want, at one time did luck into the like seventh largest. Uh, well, no, no, that went the other way. That was Pepsi. <laughs> the Pepsi Navy. <laughs> yeah, whenever Pepsi had a Navy, that was tight. Um, so, uh, well, first of all, before we leave the Scott Burrell thing, do you, you want to have a, 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 talk, a talk about Michael Jordan's competitiveness? Uh, I mean, I do plan to listen to your show. Uh, okay. And then if you'll have me, I'll do it next week. But, yeah. you know, I mean, I sure, sure. I mean, it just, it seems like the most interesting, like, I think this is what we were all waiting for, right? The the Kinda, end of episode seven. Yeah. And I got to be honest, I was really hoping for the Kerr video. I don't think it exists, but I was kind of hoping for it P-tape style that Yeah, I've wanted it for so long. I've been hearing about that for many years. Yeah. And I was disappointed. I mentioned this in the, the review that I was disappointed that they, uh, they never asked Will Perdue about Will Perdue being punched. So I was glad that they did with Kerr. And I mean, I guess my, my guess would be that they did and that he was like, yeah, I don't want to talk about it. And so then why would you put that in a documentary? Then, um, like they made reference to it, you know, that it was in Sam Smith's book. Uh, but I, I'd like to hear more about that. But that stuff kind of seems uh, like fights in practice happen. You know, I, I don't know that there's like a lot of NBA teams that don't have fights in practice. I don't know. There's a lot of organized basketball anywhere that doesn't have fights in practice. Um, like I, I would say that basketball, in my opinion, is the number one sport for fights. Would you agree uh, with that? Well, I can't really speak on your on soccer. Yeah, but well, among let's the just big, assume that it's not at the top. Yeah, I just know that I've seen some pretty hardcore shit uh, when they act. You know, they they may flop, but when they decide to go, it's soccer, basically Greg. what basically what you need is your face to be exposed, right? Mm-hmm. And then, like in hockey, I don't know. You would probably think that because they can fight in their actual games, they would fight in practice. But I would be shocked if that's not a once in a blue moon type situation. As far as fighting, they may mm-hmm. fight in a locker room or something. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's. I think fighting in hockey is hard. Yeah. And if you want to to expend that, that's very rarely a that's, basketball fights are usually like two punches from each side at most. Hockey is like a straight up grapple that everyone has to just let happen. You can't really stop a basketball fight from starting. You can stop it 10, 15 seconds, maybe eight seconds in, but a hockey fight almost feels sanctioned, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And in football, no. I mean, that, that does um, not. Wide receiver, yeah. cornerback. 
Yeah, but your helmet very rarely comes off, so that kind of yeah, turns into yeah, it's a more slap. Just yeah. Whereas in basketball, no, I've. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but even like in early high school basketball, I've definitely seen people swung on. I should. I've seen people swung on in in games after I quit. Uh, Why? Well, that's generous. I quit because I was definitely going to get cut. But yeah, I've seen fights in high school basketball games. They're usually broken up pretty quickly, but. Uh, ex- Excel, I, I didn't see it happen a lot of times that they actually followed through on this, but I, but it, but it has happened. They, they were, they would tell you over and over, like you get physical, you're going to jail. Like we're calling a fucking sheriff. You're going to spend the night in jail. Uh, so that, that was like a uh, very effective, you know, like they, they did like for as much as like you were just had a bunch of kids that were fighting all of the time when they, on, when they were on the outside, that was the one thing that they could really get them to stop doing. Uh, so the, but the only place where it would like, I don't know that I ever saw a punch, but certainly like, you know, dudes ch- chest to chest with other dudes, like fucking, you know, shoving back and forth. Uh, that was every fucking day. I mean that, you know, it just, that was really where I learned like at Excel that like, if you, the, the, the actions you're taking on a basketball court are like just so similar to what you would be doing if you were fighting. That like the idea that uh, teenagers are going to get through a full session of that without uh, like coming to blows is just it's just unrealistic. So so that that's why whenever you're like Michael Jordan punched people in practice, I'm like, well, yeah, you played basketball. Probably everyone on the team punched people in practice, and even the stuff like the stuff where he's going at Scott Burrell in the practice footage, um, you could start to kind of see it. But I, I don't know that anything from that was like. Uh, the nastiest thing I'd ever heard someone say to someone else on a court. Um, I thought the most impacting thing for me was just seeing the way his teammates talked about it. And and that's that's my experience with people that I would say are like kind of radical. Like whenever I've had bad bosses, I think if I told you the worst thing that that boss did, you'd kind of be like, you fucking pussy? Like you couldn't handle that guy? But it's just that whenever they do something close to that, like every single fucking day, you know, like like in Pensacola, that guy was nuts and he was throwing some kind of fucking curveball at me psychologically every day. And it just weighs on you. And that so that's 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 like, you know, it's the kind of thing where like if, if you'd had a video of every time that he and I talked, I don't think that you'd be able to get like a highlight reel that just stunned you. But, you know, the you would just be able to get things like Jed Bushler being like, yeah, he's a fucking asshole. It was really tough, you know? Yeah. But then attendant to that is the thing that every happen. It happens anytime somebody talks about like parcels other than the player, which is, you know, looking back that deal. Yeah. Uh, In hindsight, like now you have to win to do that. I mean, you got to win six titles to do that. I I think if he acted that way and only had one, then I would absolutely condemn him quite a bit because there's That's a lot just, of guys that have one that were nice to everyone around them, but there's no one else who has six. So you got to kind of be like, I don't know, hard to say. Yeah, I mean, and it gets kind of messy because it's like Dirk being an asshole would not have made the Mavericks win more titles. Like, I'm positive of that uh but is it possible that michael jordan could have got to six while not being that guy i guess i would tend towards no 
But it's also kind of just an ex- excuse for completely unregulated <laughs> path- pathological behavior. Like, or you know what I mean? I mean, he's yeah. just and, and and it was weird too. I thought at the end you of say unregulated, seven, but I I was I was heartened by Phil describing how one he did not think that like a pure green light on that stuff was good, and then two talking about how he would talk about it with Michael of like, hey. You're the captain. Like, we don't want these guys miserable all the time. Like, that's not going to get the best out of it, you know? So, like, you, you got to build, like, team camaraderie matters. And, like, you know, them wanting to have your back because, like, like you got to make them understand that it's it's for their, that you're trying to do it out of their benefit, you know? But he had to be told that. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you know, <laughs> I, I think that Phil played a really fucking valuable role. So, I, I that means that there's, there's things that he has, he definitely has to be told, you know? I would love nothing more than to somehow sound like Phil Jackson when I'm 70. Oh my fucking god, dude! I just want to be him. Like just, just this fucking body. Like the way, like the way he's like all shoulders more so than any person I've ever seen in my entire life. Like he just cuts such a fucking figure. I I love it. I I want you know many more hours of Phil Jackson talking. Yeah, I'd watch the Phil documentary if it were 10 episodes long. If you take me back to more about Puerto Rico. <laughs> It turns out that the uh, the local mayor, he actually, uh, <laughs> he shot an official in the leg with a <laughs> with a gun. <laughs> that was like the weirdest way of stating yeah. that ever. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. we get a fucking crossbow. <laughs> like, yeah, of course. <laughs> with a, he shot him in the leg with a gun. Uh, his, I guess, it's really not that far off from my failed axe attempt, but it's like. Phil's a little gentler version yeah, that of Gruff. That sounds like but, Phil. <laughs> I think you nailed him. He was, uh, he was suspended for all home games. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> what, a, what a wild ride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I, didn't, I, didn't, I knew about the that he came from the CBA. I did not know that prior to the CBA he was coaching fucking Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> Guns at games and shit. <laughs> I didn't know that Puerto Rico cared enough about basketball to fucking shoot no, people over it. You only need enough people to have like a small league and then you can get people in maybe slightly underdeveloped countries or territories to care enough to shoot someone in the leg with a gun. Dude, you know what? If I were like, if I were single and I had the money to do so and I didn't have a kid to to worry about. And I'm sure people have tried this and tried to turn it into content, and I would not be that interested in that. But just traveling the world to go to weirdo sporting events would be really, really fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, the the standard one I've mentioned before is Justin and I have talked many times about seeing baseball in Japan. Baseball in Japan, for sure. Yeah, uh, but, but I, I would love to go to the Caribbean World Series sometime. See the EuroBasket Championships? That would that, be great. It looks awesome. I mean, it just, you know, they're just, it's kind of the. Especially whenever it's Eastern European. Like, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't have that much interest in seeing, like, France. Right. Yeah. But it's basically just the college, Sign me up. college basketballization of sports that you might not be as into, or excuse me, college football. Yeah. As football. Um, yeah. And, you know, whether it's burning down an old tree or shooting an official in the leg. With a gun. <laughs> That's what we're there for. Um, 
While we're talking basketball, I had one more uh, very short, not that shocking Bob Knight story that I wanted to share because I think it's interesting, and I've thought about it many times since, and I, I bet the listeners will uh, will take some time to, to ponder it themselves. Um, so Bob Knight played at Ohio State, uh, then uh, was for like the first year after Ohio State was like a high school coach in Ohio, and then his Ohio State coach got him a job uh, at army as an assistant basketball coach. And he also had an offer, uh, to be like a intern, uh, for John Wooden at UCLA, but he turned that down because, uh, fucking Vietnam was on. And so if he was coaching basketball, at UCLA, if he got drafted, he would have no deferment. Um, but if he signed up for the army and his job for the army was to coach the army basketball team, then, um, he would, you know, not have to serve in Vietnam and could just continue on with his career. Uh, so he signed up for the army for the purpose of doing this. And then they fired the coach and the next coach that came in, like had this situation explained to him and was like, okay, it'd be really fucked up to pull this offer. So I'm just going to let him be an assistant. But like, that was absolutely up to his discretion. If he had just been like, yeah, no, I got a guy already for that. Uh, you're just in the army now. There's no way he would have been able to do anything about it. I feel like Bob kind of referenced this the other day. So again, what year are we talking? Like 60? Yeah, like 62, 63, something like that. I mean, Or when did Nam start? I think it started. In, I don't know. Well, I would think it depends on which which uh, start do you want to use. You want to use America or... Yeah, but, well, I mean, you know, Bob Knight's an American. If uh, French forces right. are fighting in Vietnam, that's not going to affect him. Yeah, that's why. For some reason, I thought it had something to do with uh, when Bob said there's a there's a Vietnam Bob Knight story that has to do with, with Wisconsin. I thought it had something to do with, like, what was that? Didn't we watch a deal on that bombing? Didn't we do like an episode on that or something? Because I think, I, think so. I first heard I, about it on Aerial America. I, I know about them, but I don't know enough to have ever done a segment about it. Um, he was uh, offered the Wisconsin job once. I, do you know what year? Uh, I mean, it was. I think that it was not because once he did the the business in the army, like once he was in the army and then out, like I, I think that that's just like done. Like he was the head coach at West Point um, up until. Uh, he went to Indiana, but while he was the head coach at West Point, well, so th maybe this is it. While he was the head coach at Army, um, he was offered the Wisconsin job, and he uh, like flew out there, interviewed, left the interview, being like, "All right, uh, I got to go talk to my wife, but I'm going to come back and accept this job." And then like uh, talked to Bo Schembechler, and he was like, "Yeah, they offered me the job once. I don't think it's for you." And maybe they had a longer conversation. But the way it's presented in uh, season on the brink, and I, I, if Bob referenced this in the last like week or two, it would not surprise me because I uh, screenshotted that part of it and uh, texted it to him because I figured he would care about Wisconsin basketball. Um, that uh, that they presented is that's the whole conversation that Chen Beckler being like, yeah, I don't know if they're committed enough. It's it's uh it's not your scene, and then he's just then he just didn't call him back you know like he just didn't get on the flight to come back he was just like yeah i'm not gonna do this concentration i'm just gonna stay at army a little while longer and then eventually accepted the indiana job okay see maybe this is all i'm just this is fantasy on my end but the sterling hall bombing was 1970 and bobby knight was at 
West Point until 1971. Oh, shit. Oh, really? Yeah, like I think this came up whenever the day of Kent State. Okay. And somehow Bob was like, I think there might have been a Vietnam protest type thing that in some way affected Knight's decision not to go there. And I could 100% – and maybe it's just Bo Schimbleck back yeah, then. I could 100% see Bob Knight saying, no, I, I have no interest too. in yeah. a place where you just bombed an army mathematics center uh, and got killed somebody, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Uh, one death, three injured. Yeah, that's a crazy story that I don't hear a whole lot about. That That's a uh, kind of a footnote in Vietnam that pe- you know people forget. Three students uh, actually blew up at an academic building on Wisconsin's campus. I think that there were generally a lot more bombings than uh, we we remember at the time. Like that was it just it was it was going down. They would Is it just that we bombs. sucked at bombs? So like, if it only I think that by and large they were person, not attempting to kill large amounts. I think that it was usually like you know we're, we're trying to take out the army's ability to wage war without directly killing people. But uh, but I don't know. Um, you want to sew you got away with that, huh? While we're looking back at things, sure. Because the uh, Sterling Hall, Hall bombing guys, they they did not get away with it. They, did not. they get the death penalty. Uh, no, but I'm I'm positive they eventually ended up. There was a huge manhunt. No, sure. um, they they did go on the run, if I remember correctly. Um, for yeah, for there a were while, a lot of then, hippies on the run at that time. Yeah. And then I think maybe they somehow I, – no, they did get away with it for a little while, at least a couple of them. One of them I think made it three or four years. Um, but I do think they did all end up doing a, a decade-plus type thing. I think that there were – I'm just shooting from the hip here, but I I seem to recall there being like one or two hippies that did get away with that, huh? Like that they just fucking – lived a life under a different name, just cut ties with everything, and were gone in the wind. And like, Holy shit, dude. One of them did get away with that, huh? There you go. Leo Burt, which I guess that's why his name is the one that makes that rings to me, is uh, after the bombing, Burt fled to Canada with one of the other bombers, David Fine, who was 18 at the time. And as of May 2020, Bert had still not been seen. There you go. There you fucking Damn. go. Damn. <laughs> yeah. You got away with that, huh? Uh, Incredible. Yeah. But no, that, that, that was not my so they got away with that, huh? Uh, my so they got away with that, huh? Is uh, Mark Cuban committing sexual assault. Okay. Dude, he got away with that. Are you worried that about your little, uh, Mavericks post-game show gig? No, nah, I just, that one was a little bit, if he did what was in the article, for sure. Uh, and I'm not trying to say that it was a Aziz Ansari type thing where you read it and you're like, I don't know if that can really be grouped in with all these others. But it was just, you know, I guess you're a billionaire. You could probably get away with that, huh, if you had the resources directed the right way. but. It was just, and I don't mean to demean this, but it was just a blog post, right? No, nah, it was. Uh, it's like a, a all weekly up there. It, it's called Willamette Week. It's uh, more or less. It's it's not owned by the same 
Like the Dallas Observer people own like a million papers. So I guess this would be more like a voice. central track. It's it's not it's not a Village Voice media thing, um, right? But it's but it's like that, you know. Uh, yeah, it's it's in Portland. It's not in Willamette. Willamette is the the river that runs through Portland. So people and it was investigated in by the cops, right? It was investigated by the cops, and you know they they said that there's not enough to uh, to go to trial, but like. Of course, there's not. You know, like there's not video of like inside her fucking pants. Like her her mm. claim is that uh, she asked him for a photo, and that while they were taking the photo, he like had his hand around her back and then like put it down and fucking bidened her. And uh, she went to the cops to to say that it happened. She told friends at the time, like she went to the cops when it happened. Uh, they looked into it, um, and then like. Seven years passed, and then it got reported in this paper that there was a police investigation. Uh, and like, whenever she was reached for comment about it, she was like, I put this past me, I don't want anything to do with this, like, you know, whatever. So, you know, like, I, I guess I, the, your, your regular things were like, you might think someone's lying. Like, I just don't know that any of them apply here. She didn't try to get money. She actively was seeking to like not get attention for it, like at, right. at the time that it was being reported. Like all she did was like like if if think about you, like if someone sexually assaulted you, like and you were a, a reasonable person, like what's the only thing you would want? You would want like justice. Money. <laughs> no. Oh. You you would want like the you know the the laws to be applied. Like it's against the law to do that. Uh, so like whatever fucking consequences the law proscribes, you would just want them to, to happen on that person. That appears to be all that she did. Like his, like the full, the full extent of him handling this was like issuing one statement where he was like, yeah, it didn't happen. That's it. No further questions. And this was while the whole Mavericks sexual assault thing was going on. So that's why it came back up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but like, it was just a time when he wasn't talking to the press anyways, by the time he was again, you know, like the next time he talked to anyone was that Musers interview where they didn't bring it up. And uh, now time has passed and like everyone, you know, I mean, like it'd be weird to like have a sit down about it now. So I, I see nothing reading that that makes me think like, like, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, he said, she said, but it has no red flags that, that I can see. Um, and he, I guess the way I'd say he got away with it, like even even if he didn't do it, like just just the way he has brushed off the allegation so completely and successfully with such minimal effort is uh, uh, darkly impressive. I guess I would call so, it getting away with it. I remember when we talked about this on the air, and I have no idea what happened here. Um, I now that I'm. Um, sort of trying to take a look at this article to remind myself of the details, but this is, uh, this, th we're going to kind of transition over here into, uh, this is, this is now comedy time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I remember thinking along the same lines as being very confused by what the president meant when he said, if you're a star, you can grab him by the pussy. I remember, again, as the home of I Can't Believe It's That Far Down There, the podcast, I remember thinking, how would you get your hand 
down someone's back, down the back of their pants. Penetrating through jeans from behind seems like something I don't believe I would be able to pull off. I mean, I feel like you'd have to be Stretch Armstrong. And maybe if you're a lot taller than the person in question, um, maybe that changes things a little bit in the logistics of it. Because it does say here, in one of the reports, the detective described two of the photos as significant. In both images, Cuban's right shoulder is lowered, and he appears to be stretching to reach his arm down. In one of the pictures, his arm... Because they, they asked to pose for a, a picture with him. Yeah, yeah, that was how uh, he was making contact yeah. In one of the pictures, his arm can be seen behind the alleged victim, and it appears Cuban is reaching down towards her buttocks. McGuire also noted the alleged victim's expression. Her teeth are clenched, eyes wider than the other pictures, and a brow raised, showing a look of surprise and strain. Yeah, so, you know, uh, I'm pretty sure it happened, right? I yeah I don't know I don't I, I certainly you bringing up the point that they didn't ask any anybody for for payment or anything like that, um, but that's certainly not not great. Yeah, I I I put the like if I had to bet one way or the other, I, I I'm not confused about uh, which I think is 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 more likely. And uh, given that, and I, you know I don't know uh, I I don't believe like he's at a bar. I assume he's drunk. Um, and yeah, I think he admitted as much when asked. I would, uh, I and would, it was right after they had gotten rid of Portland. Indeed, indeed. So a time when the city was sympathetic to him generally. Um, I think that any kind of like, like I, I guess I don't know what the uh, punishment for that is, but whatever it is, I, I probably guess it's too harsh. Like especially, I, I think that it. I don't. I don't know how you would like encode this in the justice system. But like, you know, uh, the way the justice system is set up, like it, it just didn't really intercede here at all. Um, so, you know, now, now we're just into like a court of public opinion stuff. And uh, in that, um, I would want to weigh whether or not she felt like it ruined her life. And like she's barely, like she says, like, I didn't I haven't thought about it in seven years. You know, so like I, I think it's fucked yeah. up. I think he shouldn't have done it. I think he's an asshole for doing it, and like uh, he should be uh, publicly shamed for it. But um, I don't know. I, I, I think that the appropriate punishment is more than what's occurred, uh, which is why I'm mentioning it here because uh, I was, I was thinking about that and like uh, you know feeling some indignation about it uh, this week, um, and was like, boy, I should bring that up, but. But I, but I, I, I don't want to send him to jail for it. You know, like it seems like well, a mistake a person could make in the course of uh, living life. And I know that you're also, I, I would call that much more than a mistake. Um, but Fair, I, I yeah, want to, yeah. and I, I know that I'm going to somewhat be painted as a, as a Mavericks apologist here, but I do feel like we've talked about cases before where we used lie detector as evidence to support someone. And he did. The test results of his lie detector test supported his denial. Oh, really? All right. I didn't read that far. But you know what, though? Here's an interesting one for you that I don't really know how this would work. If you do something when you're so drunk you don't remember it, do you think, or in, impaired in any way, do you think you could pass a lie detector test indicating that you didn't do it? 
Well, like it seems if you like remember, you probably could, right? If you don't remember the two hours before it happened, because they said that this happened at like the end of closing time, and that he was very impaired. I wonder about that. Like, if you actually don't remember it happening, do you I, think you I could? I think that like lie detectors are like not admissible in courts these days. Like, Correct. I, I think that they're generally viewed as. Uh, you know, some something far less than the certainty. So, you know, him passing it, it, it means something. I, I would say that that's the strongest evidence for him that I've heard yet. But, Two uh, urologists at George Washington also provided a written report to one of the detectives. I think this is a detective we're talking about here in question. Oh, no, it's not. That's important. It's uh, Cuban's attorney. Okay. <laughs> a written opinion that Cuban could not have physically committed the crime of which he was accused. Quote, if he if Cuban is a large male with large hands, making making penetration without lubrication of the woman in the standing position would be virtually impossible. The DA in Lane County said, I'm sure you could find another expert who would say the opposite. Yeah, and you know, like if he didn't go all the way in, like it's still pretty bad, right? Like like the fact he's like going for it, like it kind of doesn't matter if he like achieves his right. goal or not yeah damn yeah you know i'll tell you this just if you want me to not be such an apologist i kind of can't believe as an organization that they got away with that huh and i remember thinking well i don't really know what the league's gonna do as far as punishment goes but i mean that was pretty damning and i also remember I mean, thinking they made dirt go away the reason that we're not going to have Stern said, huge, I'm going to Jordan you. Right. And then that's when Dirk uh, launched his charity baseball game. Yeah. Uh, I remember thinking this is just going to be the first of many cases like this. And that the Mavericks aren't going to look so bad in retrospect because dozens of other uh, teams are going to have female employees come forward and say, I've experienced very similar type of behavior to this because I've actually heard that from people, females who work on other sports teams. And they, maybe not to the extent of being the, the Panthers was the Panthers before or after. I believe the Jerry stuff was after uh, jeans Friday. Yeah. Cause that's kind of crazy. Like they forced him out. Yeah, and I mean, in, in that case, it was his behavior here, like, I in no way believe that Cuban is being straightforward. Like, I, you know, I, I think that there's probably some time that someone said something to him and he was like, yeah, I don't want to hear about the Easter baskets. But uh, they, they can't pin that. No one's ever proved that. Whereas Jerry right. Richardson was like actually doing the fucking, hey, your ass looks great. <laughs> come Come to daddy. Um, okay, that's a little bit, you're being a little bit facetious there and, and heavy-handed. What he actually said was, show me how you wiggle to get those jeans up. I bet you had to lay down on your bed to fit into those jeans. Did you step into those jeans or did you have to jump into them? I think my way is less offensive, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting graphic. He's really a mad, he's painting a picture. You, you really don't want this sentence with your name inserted for Jerry Richardson's here ever written about you, which was... To other Panthers employees, Richardson's behavior on Jeans Day was consistent of a broader pattern of disturbing and actionable office behavior. He couldn't handle Jeans Day. Uh, but they made him sell the franchise. I mean, I guess the biggest, like, I would say the, the conduct being described is uh, worse than the Mavericks one. Um, like, because I, you know, 
the guy wasn't uh, talking about jeans. He was like, you know, I want to have a threesome with you and another girl you trust. Um, but uh, but but he couldn't tie it directly to Cuban. Is 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 the difference? Right. The Cuban um, did the the condom did not fall out of Cuban's pants. <laughs> yes. Dude, let's throw that in with grab him by the pee and how you would do what Cuban is accused of. Why the fuck is there a condom falling out of the bottom of your pants? Did you just jack off with the condom on in the bathroom and then not finish and not take it off? Did you just have a condom on on your soft peen? Like, I keep that thing on me. What the? <laughs> Seriously, what? Ha- or is it a like a gag where you're like, oop, didn't mean to leave that there. And you actually had it set up to fall out. A lot of questions. Yeah, uh, I have no answers for you. Well, the upshot is is that statue is still out front and it has to stay there forever. Dude, even before that all happened, like I have a picture on my phone of that statue because it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. It's like I huge. like with with him being an owner in good standing, like one of the most powerful men in the NFL, I saw the, the fucking picture of him petting cats and was like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> <laughs> it's so oh, weird. Man. All right, well, uh, I believe that's all I have for you, TC. So enjoy yourself a soft taco. Thank you. And uh, I will talk to you. Oh. Ooh, we need to play those Troy cameos. I don't have them ready and we're not set up. Next week, we'll do some Troy cameos. Troy's given us some great cameos. uh, Yeah, we'll keep those off the the Patrick Eon. Yeah, yeah, those those are too glorious to be held from any eyes. All right, bro. I'll see you. That's it for tonight. The high school special is next. So until tomorrow, for everyone who's been a part of this one, I'm TC and Jake. We do thank you for watching. Good night.